0: Hi everybody, welcome to Leaders of Walmart. We are here for another episode with a special guest, and I'll kick it over to her. Will you tell us who you are, what you do, and how you lead within Walmart?
1: Hi, Jay. Um, I'm Hope Moore. Uh, For those of you that don't know me, I started with a company 20 years ago, uh, last February, so coming up on my 21st year. Currently, I'm back in operations and I support Dakona. So you may hear my name mentioned every now and then on, on leadership calls so when he does them with the stores or the market teams. Um, yeah, I started with Walmart 20 years ago. I started as a uh, specialty uh, district manager out in the field in Illinois and uh, moved to Bentonville probably. Four years after I started to go into professional recruiting for the Southeast with Walmart. and then I went into buying, so I was a merchant for maybe six, seven years uh, with Walmart. Then I was in merchandise execution where I led uh, strategy and communications for the merchandising group and then went into central operations at the time and started up the activity management office and got that up and running and then after 4 years I went over into the people division and worked with people strategy with Julie and most recently moved back over into operations to support Tacoma so it's been it's been a wild 20 years wild ride
0: yeah, I always love hearing the uh, career path stories, the Walmart stories, uh, especially from Gold Badges, because it, it's it's funny how uh, the traditional you know perception is is you start you know step A, then you go to step B, then it's step C, but it's nowhere near that because you're all over the map, just like different pinpoints. So. With that 20 years, so two, two decades and, and working on number three, it sounds like, uh, with the uh, next February. Uh, throughout that time when you were early on uh, or currently, what do you feel that you did intentionally that helped yourself stand out and allowed you the uh, opportunity to hold all those multitudes of positions throughout the years?
1: I, I think it was a lot of um, adapting to the culture quickly. You know, I came into Walmart, um, fairly young and I heard a lot of stories about the Walmart cheer and just the atmosphere and the environment. And it was really intriguing to me. And and it was one of those that the 10 foot rule, I absolutely love. And that's something that I think just drives me nuts when people aren't abiding by it. And of course it's hard right now with COVID, but, um, just the culture and adapting to the culture quickly and taking that seat at the table and and speaking up and, and having a voice. And, and granted, sometimes I think that's gotten me into some trouble. But um, I think you just have to put yourself out there and bring your real self to work. And that's what Walmart encourages. So that's what I've embraced. And hopefully, they've embraced that over the last 20 years with me.
0: Yeah, for sure. I was laughing, uh, you and me both getting in trouble for our big mouths, huh? (laughs) But I think it, uh, definitely helps more than it hurts. And, uh, to your, to your point, um, smiles are free and making that eye contact and saying hello, whether it's a fellow associate or it's a customer or a vendor, um, everybody needs a little bit of uh, love and happiness in their life uh, these days for sure.
1: Absolutely. And I've always been told to, I, um, Don Soderquist, I met him in an unusual circumstance in an airport. When I first started my Walmart career, I was flying back from, I don't even know where. And there was this gentleman standing at baggage claim in a jumpsuit, tracksuit. And, you know, I'm smiling I I as with another associate. I was just smiling, talking, and I noticed he was staring at me and he was smiling and I thought, okay, this is a little creepy. I didn't know who he was. I had no idea who he was. And so a few minutes later, he comes over and asked me what my name was, asked me where I work. And, and I'm telling him, and he goes, never let them take your smile. And he gave me a big hug and left, walked away. And the associate I was with was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Don Soderquist just gave you a hug. And I'm like, What? But it was. If I wouldn't have had a smile on my face, I don't think he would have ever come over.
0: And I yeah. would have
1: introduced myself to him.
0: It's the simplest thing to to do, but yet it's the sometimes the hardest. And uh I think that uh for sure out in the fleet right now on the front line, you know, we're we're everyone's been faced with one of the roughest years ever. And um, you know, I've noticed myself just that simple thing we can't—you can do it with your eyes, even though we can't see it through the masks now. And there's not—you know—that's not the the regular thing to do right now. Everybody's focused on different things and and have different uh, levels of stress, priorities, challenges, and um, for sure, the, the, that that pa- that one small thing can be so powerful and just change change the outcome for so many people.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So going on 21, I want to know, and our audience wants to know, what is a memorable or biggest or both, maybe they're the same, mistake that you can tell us about that you've made throughout your career? And what did you learn most about it that still uh, helps you uh, today in your career? Oh
1: my gosh, I think... If you're not making mistakes in general, you're you're not doing your job because you've got to make mistakes to learn. And I've made several. Oh my gosh, I remember first coming into the company and inventories. I had, again, I was in specialty division. So think of optical. Think of these small spaces where you can really shrink out a lot if you're not doing things properly. Well, I had no idea what the process was. This was, you know this this was all new to me. And I had several locations that that had some major inventory issues. And so that was a big learning experience. Um, when I was a buyer, making the wrong buys, I, I mean, think we've all done that. You live and learn. And then it's kind of you're thrown into the process of, OK, now what do you do? What do you do to, to give the stores some markdown dollars to get rid of this junk that you just sent them? Uh, So those are some big mistakes that are always memorable, but there's always something that you can learn from every mistake that you made one never to do it again, but there's those processes that you have to um, learn to unwind your mistake as well. So I think, you know, you just take it as a learning experience and, and hope to God you never make another mistake like that again.
0: Yeah, I think that's the one of the funnest things about the company is that it's um, I, I think about it like uh, watching a, a child r- learn to ride a bike for the first time. And, you know, you got Sam's legacy that you were talking about with the culture. You got Doug and his leadership with the board right now. And even though things are, are fast and furious and crazy and omni-channel, it, it's, it's like as leaders are coming up and, and learning how to do it, it's like, come on, you know, go at it, give a shot fall over scrape your knee and and get right back up and and everybody's here to support each other with that so I, I definitely agree with that yet if you're not making the mistakes if you're not scraping your knee then you're not doing it right
1: absolutely absolutely and, and I've, I've had several scraped knees
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I oh, mean, yeah. happy years, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think 2020 would arguably give us, most of us, uh, the most uh, scraped knees we've ever had before. Absolutely. So, for our young up and coming leaders or maybe some of the ones who've been at it a while, but uh, obviously the uh, dynamic of the business is evolving, maturing and changing. Um, what advice do you have for those out there who want to grow, who want to be more and do more than they currently are in the role that they're in? Uh,
1: first of all, ask for it. Always ask for additional responsibilities. Make sure you're doing a good job with what you're already doing, that you're exceeding expectations. I mean, you don't want to do really bad work, but ask for additional work. Um, That doesn't make sense. So do well with what you're already doing. Ask for additional work, but then really have that customer mindset, whether it's the customers visiting our stores or our associates as the customers. It's having that customer-centric mindset. And then it's it's embracing this culture. I mean, why do we come to work every day? Why do we do the things we do, service the customers that we do? I mean, we all have reasons. And if you can't embrace the Walmart culture, it's going to be really difficult. And i when I was a merchant, I was a sponsor uh, for several, it was merchandise leadership program that they had, and they would have merchant sponsors And there are a few that I would see that I'm like, you know, if if you're not going to embrace this environment that we're in, and that's in person or virtually, it's going to be hard for you to survive in a sense of you're not going to be happy. And and when you're not happy, you're not going to do your job well. So I think those are the key components that I always go back to is, is, you know, do great with what you do, ask for more be customer focused and embrace this culture that we have.
0: Yeah. Find a way to learn, to love it. I like that. There's plenty of other companies out there in the world that you can have that are just a job, but right. at, at, at Walmart, you got to bring the passion. You got to bring, bring the the hope. You got to bring the smile.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So with uh, our uh, little bit of, of candid, um, conversation about 2020 Uh, right now as we sit here talking with each other what do you feel hope is the biggest challenge that uh, our leaders are faced with right now and uh, what do you feel we need to be doing to overcome that challenge?
1: Man there's a list Jay there is such a list I mean who who would have ever thought starting this year that it would have gone this way and I just think of the first few months of COVID and supporting the associate call center, the hotline and helping those associates that are answering questions and being agile enough to shift gears as a company that, that was huge. That was huge. But I think then we get into the civil unrest, we get into this election, we get into The holidays, I mean, we we have so much coming up in the month of November and I think our leadership, they can feel that and they got to do right by our associates and our customers. And if you listen to any of the calls that Dick Kona has with the stores or market teams, safety and the health of our associates and customers is the number one priority above all else. And I think that that's the biggest challenge is in the midst of all of this that's going on, how do we keep our associates and our customers safe and healthy? And, you know, we'll we'll see a lot of that come out of November as we go into these various events that we're going to be kicking off. So it's a huge challenge and they're ready for it. They really are.
0: For sure. And, um, I'm out here, uh, supporting, uh, in a home office role, uh, with the fleet in the field on, in the stores on a regular basis. And I'll tell you that, um, as I travel around, the, the associates and the, the store leadership, market leadership teams, uh, regional, they're all ready for it as well. Um, obviously, fatigue is a real thing, um, but to your point, it, sometimes the, the right way isn't always the fastest way. And regardless of the holidays being the biggest time of year, I think uh, safety and um, the the empathy from our leadership towards all of our associates and our customers is going to pay off in the long run and i know that walmart has been around uh for at least 21 years right hope and uh where we want it to be a yeah we want it to be around for another 21 years and beyond that so uh we totally appreciate you coming to join us uh do you have any final words for all the listeners and, and watchers out there
1: I just the appreciation, you know, our stores, our ops team, they're just, they're making it happen each and every day for the customers and for each other in the communities. And I, I just, the appreciation and admiration that I have for for everyone out there in the stores, the merchants that are getting the products, the supply chain associates that are getting products to the stores. I mean, it's just, it's such a big deal. And I don't think that, you know, we can ever thank them enough. This has been a really trying year for so many people. Um, And like you said, the fatigue is real, it's there. So I just encourage anyone outside of the company, obviously, whenever I have a chance to make sure that they are smiling underneath that mask when they go into our stores and thanking our associates because we've really kept America going in the last several months. So just a huge shout out and thank you to all the associates.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'll I'll share that sentiment. Um, frontline heroes all the way. Um, everybody out there, stay safe, stay healthy, and find a reason to stay happy. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Leaders of Walmart. To join in the conversation and meet some great leaders in our company, follow along
1: in the workplace group, Leaders of Walmart. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.